Hey guys, today we're going to be interviewing a special guest. She's one of the most amazing people on the planet. Her name is Evie Hepworth. We're going to be talking about her 20s and going into her 30s. So happy birthday to you, Evie. It was December 1st, but this is a special little birthday podcast. And I hope you guys enjoy what we put together. All right, all right, all right, all right. Today is going to be a lot of fun because... Someone I love dearly just hit the third decade. We're talking 30 years old. The big 30. How are you feeling? Oh, I feel great. <laughs> I feel great. So for today's episode, Zach is going to interview me mm-hmm. and ask questions about the last 30 years of my life. And we're going to keep it short, simple, precise, yeah. but concise, I mean. Is that what a word? You say? Short, simple, concise? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, anyway, let's just jump in. Yeah, let's do it. Um, well, first of all, I just want to say I haven't spent 30 years with you, right? Yeah. I've known you but for, one full decade. I think, 11 or 12 years that we've like known each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10. 10 years. I met you when I was 20. Is it 10? Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought it was 11 for some reason. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've known each other for the entire decade. Yeah. Of the 20s, which is pretty cool. The most uh, significant year or decade of my life. Really? Oh, for sure. The 20s. The 20s. Okay, let's start there. Why? Okay, the 20s were revolutionary for me. Because (laughs) I remember turning 20 years old thinking, I've always felt this call to do things from a young age, Mm -hmm. quote unquote young. Sure. And my definition of young was like, I have to get X amount done by the time I turn 25 because I feel a deep call to Mm. it. And then I feel like from 25 to 30, I really battled with um, understanding my priorities, but also like kind of navigating disappointment and guilt for not accomplishing those things that I wanted to do by 25. Oh, for sure. Because like when you feel called to something, there's this like deep pull to see it through. And what I didn't understand was there's this deep character forming um, like decade really right. that it's like you like have it's the underpinning to of like yeah the future. i don't know that, like, why yeah i don't know why i thought <laughs> oh if i'm called to this thing then i must do it from a young age right. and you forget that you have to live through these 20. wildly yeah <laughs> so true. like literally like i i can so nice. as you're saying that like i can resonate with that so much well like, and, so much i would thought like oh i'm gonna do this like well like for in people in faith your mm-hmm. 20s for most people sure. your 20s are understanding your faith for yourself and not what you're raised in and what your family has like, you know, raised you in. And so it was so much of learning. I was just talking about this last night of like, what do I believe and why do I believe it? And then it's coming into these character, into these, into the presence of Jesus for me, that was like, Oh, this, this is real. And I'm experiencing this by myself with alone with the Lord. And it's just, it's so for me. And so, you forget that like you like like wine, right? There's this vintage process of like it has to marinate, it has to sit in this before it's consumable mm-hmm. uh, and tasteful. And that's really what your 20s are for me was this vintage cool. yeah. process of really letting things marinate and letting me live these things that I was reading about and believing about. And, and it doesn't change whether or not I'm called to these XYZ things, but there is this simple 
process of just needing to mature mm. and needing to, and not saying people can't do things from a young age, because I do believe it. And even if I did accomplish those things that I felt called to, I, I'm sure the Lord would have blessed it. But there's this different perspective now as I am entering my 30s that's like, okay. So now you're like a really nice vintage bottle of Beaujolais. Yeah. Like you're really yeah. great. I wouldn't go that far. Wine. I think when I'm 60, I can say what Beaujolais <laughs> from now I'm like still boxed wine. But it's just this um, a little bit more confidence. Yeah, and I can look totally. back and I can say I'm speaking from experience where earlier I was speaking from kind of an encounter. Right. Okay. Know? I like that. I like where you're taking this already. This interview is going incredible. <laughs> so what kind of clarity do you have now, mm-hmm. like starting off, you're going in your 30s, that you feel like you didn't have in your 20s? Okay. Because a lot of what I feel like you're talking about is like clarity mm-hmm. on clarity on my own faith, clarity on my calling, right. clarity on how I maybe want to accomplish that. Like mm-hmm. what clarity do you feel like you have now going into your 30s right. that you maybe Well, so I think you're with your 20s, you know, when you're younger in your 20s, there's just a practical, from some people do. Um, oh, so you're speaking about the 20s, like, you, you know, like. <laughs> it was last week. You, it was like, literally <laughs> last week I was in my 20s. <laughs> Which I love, you know, you've already like when totally I'm, Okay, so for preface, when yeah. I say 20s, I mean like 21, 22. Yeah, yeah. So, but Like early, mid 20s. I understand that some people do have children when they're, you know, in their teens and yeah. their 20s do look different, but for majority or for me, right. for most people in your younger 20s, you have less responsibility. That's right. just the reality. And this is from your perspective. From my perspective. We're, we're, not, we're not talking about like, you know, anyone The exception else. of, yeah. yeah, yeah. So for me, totally my young true. 20s, I had l- very little responsibility. You yeah. and I were running totally. an international organization. Um, we were, you know, we didn't have kids yet. We had a French bulldog. There were just less... Uh, you know, responsibilities. And so when you have less responsibilities, you have more zeal. There's a lot. It's kind of like what we were talking about yesterday with investing. When you're younger, it's easier to make a big risk. You can be more nimble. Yeah. More nimble, more risk. It's like, okay, let's throw this into Bitcoin and see what happens. But now there's a cost because Mm -hmm. there's a family. Oh gosh, is this risk? You know, there's just more that you weigh on the scale. Mm -hmm. So when you're younger, you have less less to risk. And essentially, I think when you're younger, you have more zeal, which if I, if you and I hadn't started a family when I was 23, you were 25, I look back at what we did in our younger 20s of adopting, and I, I honestly, I'm like, how did we do that? But it's that zeal and that lack of risk that you're like, let's just do it. Well, less like, yeah, less thinking it through in some regards. Because and just you're having young, a high right? risk, exactly. high risk tolerance. Like, exactly. like, oh, no, it'll just all fall into place. Exactly. Like, which I, it did, it surprisingly. Did. Like, I don't know how. But now I look going back, into your 30s, like, so can you wild. imagine no. doing that? I could no. no, which is so funny. Really, I don't want to like derail you, but I think it's important to say that when God really does like invite you into an opportunity, sometimes it is a really precious window that might not exist. There's an expiration 100%. date because I cannot imagine doing what we did. I agree. Now, I like, agree. Literally, there was a grace. There was a expiration date yeah. on that like open door. He's like RSVP we by through. this date if you want it. <laughs> No, that's not how God works. But there it's was not, this. But there was a sense, like looking back Agreed. on it, there was a sense where I was like, you know, this was a special moment in time that mm-hmm. God invited us into. And I don't ever think, you know, you have to worry about, oh, I'm gonna, am I going to miss it? No. I don't, I don't really think like no, that at all because I think God is so abundant mm-hmm. and I think he's so about second chances, second opportunities 100%. and all that. But yes. I do think that there's like things that 
he looks at your age and he's like, right. mm, this is a precious ripe time to be able to, Zach hates when I use the word ripe, but she, it's like, he looked at me. I don't hate it. It's just a funny. <laughs> he the, hates the word. He's I like. I know. It's just a funny word that when you use it, how you use it. Yeah. It but he says, laugh. I feel like the Lord is like, okay, he knows my heart. He knows my mind. He knows all these things. And yeah. he looks and he's like, mm, this is a great time to throw them into this opportunity and, and just move. Yes. And so it's so, yes. it's so funny because and in also my, humble them a little in, humble. in the process, because <laughs> yeah. that was a humbling experience, oh, yes. you know, you feel like you're invincible and then, Dude. you know, and also it's like, you, you just, you're like, Oh, I'm walking with God. And, and like, literally like he's, he's the Lord of the universe. He's, yeah. you know, he's the Lord of, of everything. Yeah. Like, he he's opened all these doors for me, yeah. and he's like, yeah, but also I'm a really good father, and uh, I want you to learn humility. Yeah, humility. And I, I would really say that's what your twenties are about: <laughs> learning humility, humility. <laughs> uh, I mean, your whole life, let's say that. But yeah. there's a there's an exponential rate that he likes to. Yeah. Um, I think there's a like, big tempering that happens. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah, for sure. And I think there's this. Um, we know you're in your twenties. Things that are very micro are usually macro to you because you're in your 20s, right? So friendships and relationships and, you know, 20s are really about relationships, I would say. It's this um, time of like understanding, okay, this is what I believe about God. This is what I want for my future. And who are the people that are going to come alongside me or who, who am I going to come alongside right. in this time? And you kind of load up your, so you feel like there's clarity yeah, there's, on, on relationships. Yeah. And okay. like understanding, okay, what do I want my relationships to look like? What do I want my friendships to look like? What, um, you know, for us, a l- most of our friends are not married. Yeah. Um, that, you know, we have a lot of our best friends are single and that's kind of when we are around our table, that's really the conversation that is usually the most, um, significant is them being like, this is what I want. This is what I want my relationships to look like. This is what I hope my, my future uh, family will look like. And, um, and most of them are still in their twenties, you know? So it's kind of identifying what do I want with my life? What do I want my life to look like? So that would be one thing. Um, what are other questions? What else? So clarity in, in relationships, you feel like you have more clarity on calling? Like, like, do you feel like you've honed in yeah. on a few things? Yeah. Like, like explain that process. So yesterday versus your I 20s was versus now being so far into your thirties. So like, far into my thirties, a week into my thirties, like it's amazing. But there's obviously yes. like you, you, there's a feeling, a right. sense of like maybe like you said clarity in other yes. areas. So. I would say yesterday I was listening to podcasts and Christine Kane identified she defines patience as a heavenly endurance. And right. when she said that, I was like, oh my gosh. And I think that's really what my 20s was for me, was teaching me how to have heavenly endurance. Because um, as a millennial and as just a young person, mm-hmm. patience and endurance isn't like our kryptonite. We are- It is go, our kryptonite? It's not our kryptonite. Wait, it is our kryptonite. Superman, is that what kills Superman? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So it is our kryptonite. <laughs> but what is kind of what we're naturally inclined to do as yeah. young millennials is, I see this, I want it, I'm going to I'm going to go for it. Like we're good right. at taking risk. Right. Hence like the creation of Bitcoin or Ethereum was created by a millennial, right? I would say Ethereum yeah. made more <laughs> so, than Bitcoin. We yeah, don't really he just know who it. Satoshi Nakamoto is, so <laughs> we're not true. sure if he was like Gen Z, if he's a millennial. I would think if he's from the greatest millennial. generation, we sure. don't know. Like he could be about So but yeah, Vitalik. So Ethereum. for the sake of yeah. most millennials 
are in their 20s, you yeah. know, so we're speaking to most millennials right now. Right. But um, th- they just went for it. But what we don't have in us is this naturally inclined desire to mature and mm. to endure. Mm. We usually want to microwave our healing process. We want to microwave our right. um, relationships. We want to microwave all these different right. things. Product so, of the era of convenience. Right. Right. Like. So with that being said, I would say the Lord really taught me with calling specifically your question. I knew from the time I was 20 years old, really in my quiet time with the Lord, mm. that I was called to um, uh, speak to like the hearts of our generation. I, I obviously feel mostly called to women um, being in the anti-human trafficking arena totally. for so long and just... You know, but I also do feel called to men too, yeah. like or just our well, generation, you're girl, you're right? A girl's girl, I'm right? a girl's girl. I mean, everything girl. you say can yes. relate to. A I'm human, a girl's girl to my core, yeah. And of course, I love connecting. Like some of our closest friends are men, and I yeah. love being able to Absolutely. like encourage them and yeah. stuff. But there's something about me, like you said, I'm a girl's girl. Yeah, so yeah. shout out, Chad. <laughs> shout out to you, Chad. <laughs> uh, BFF. So with that said, I feel very called to women, and when I was 20 years old, knew that. Yeah. And so understanding, okay. Um, I want to write, I want to encourage, I want to speak, um, and understanding, okay, I see these specific women doing what I feel very called to do, but at the same time, my calling looks very different than theirs. And so understanding there's a process, there's a, just like, yeah, this last decade of my life has been like, okay. You don't just, ju- they didn't just get to where they're going. Right. They're, they have mothered. They had, they raised families. They got denied by publishers. They, there's this whole, right. we don't see the process of people. We just right. see, we you see know, Lisa Bevere with a New York Times bestseller right. or Ann Voskamp, mm-hmm. you know, uh, f- you know, she's a half time farmer and then other time New York Times bestseller. It's like, how Which does that is happen? So great. Her, it's crazy. She's crazy. Like, she's wild. She is wildly like, creative feel... and wildly present. It's like, how does she do it? Literally. <laughs> I feel like kind of, I don't know what the feeling is, like sort of inferior by her life because I'm like, how do you literally like take care of a farm, a family? Obviously, she probably has a killer husband who like supports her. He does. But still. He works on the farm from the sunrise to sunset. I'm like, how do you do it? She's like raising a family, writing books. Like they're all, I mean, just, just the amount of like co-laboring and like communication that yeah. has to take place for their whole operation it's is like crazy and it, it from the outside looking at it, it seems like they do it all really well very well obviously i'm sure but here's the thing is what i've learned is all of these people that i look at that i admire that i i yeah. know um i'm like hey that that i feel the lord mm-hmm. inviting me into something like that that looks like that looks yeah. different but mirrors a similar right. similarities i look at that and i say wow ann voskamp is you know in her 50s mm-hmm. Lisa, all these, Christine Kane, they're in their 50s. A lot of them did not step into, you know, quote unquote, that role, whatever it looks like. God spent decades preparing them and understanding, yeah, there are the exception of these young people like, um, you know, gosh, um, what's her name? The girl on... um, Boss hogs, like there's these, um, you know, or like yeah, they're, they're gosh, definitely exceptions. I'm thinking of so many people I can't even think of, but there's these young I can people think of that like young entrepreneurs. Call, yeah, you know, but yeah. I, I, I can't really think of um, maybe Michael Todd. Is he like no, he's somebody? older. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but even let's um, take him. All he did was serve yeah. for a decade. Okay. He literally ran the the music and he ran audio at this church, quote unquote. What he says is a nobody, and yeah. out of nowhere, the right. pastor says, "Hey, could you come in like?" 
preach um, or something. Yeah, it was this crazy moment that God really and spent. God yeah, mouth. like Dante Bow. Dante Bow. He's this, young. Yes, right? he's our age. Yeah, he's in his third. Uh, probably just. And what about the other guy? Chandler, Chandler Moore. Moore. Yes. He's young, like, right? look at him too. He shares his story, and it's like there was this X amount of time. I would argue to say decades. In the shadows and mm-hmm. in the, you know, in totally. the hiding. And like the way Christine Kane explains it is there's, you know, when you take a photograph, like old school film, it goes in the dark room. Yeah. It has to be fully dark yeah. for an X amount of time before yeah. it can be exposed to light and be yeah. seen. Yeah. And it's like, that is really what your 20s are. You're the in cru- a developing room. The Crushing by T.D. Cr- Jakes. Yes. That book. Yes. Like he has a lot of like really good analogies and explanation for that process. And Shout out to T.D. Yeah, Jakes. So T.D., if you want to be yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> T.D. <laughs> two million followers you want to be on the raising worth podcast no, but, but you're right like you're totally right so in like your 20s are really de- designed and defined by hopefully by serving right. and understanding you cannot step into any type of um role that has authority if you have not leadership f- leadership you better yeah. take out the trash right you better and and also do you feel like it's like god like testing your resolve like do you really want to be Endurance. a leader no, no no but like the question 100%. like hey do you really want to be a leader how willing because this, are this you? isn't easy 100%. like being a leader it's not easy no. do you really want to be a leader you want to face adversity do you want to face bullies gosh you amount of bullies totally. i had in my 20s totally. it's like that's the other thing is like no other time in history was social media. This has really been the first full decade where social media has been... It's matured. It's matured. Yeah, and it's your a, life yeah, is yeah, on right, the stage. Right. No matter who you are, you have one follower, your life is now on the stage. You've, you've created a stage. And so with that, it's like, gosh, the last 10 years understanding, hey, what I share on my, on my stage mm-hmm. is not a product of how anointed I am or how called I am. Understanding with social media... This doesn't like validate or measure my worth or my calling or my this amount of followers or this like that has nothing to do with what I'm called to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so easily it's easy to look at that and correlate it with, you know, power and authority and all these things. But it doesn't. It doesn't like. So anyway, I would say my 20s understanding clarity of calling, understanding service, or clarity of relationships, service. understanding service is A, where you're going to find your ride or dies, but also B, understanding, okay, if you're not willing to do this type of service, then there's no higher level of service. Like right. really how, lo- how low can you go in your 20s? Right. How low can you go? Okay. Okay. So other than marrying me, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's crazy. I married you in this decade. <laughs> last decade. The last decade. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite thing that happened? Oh, being a mom. Easily. The moment. Maybe maybe more favorite than marrying me. No. Are you kidding? No, I'm, jo- I'm joking. Oh, I'm guys. Joking. Okay, shout out. It's hard. It's hard, right? Because they're both so. Holy in different ways. Different. Yeah. But. Um, okay, so became let's just go through each year of my 20s 20 got saved rocked my life okay you can if you want but the question Uh is what was your favorite thing so mom right is that what you answered okay yes that's what i was gonna get to okay okay, yeah i just want to make sure i'm tracking yeah so i was 19 when i like fell in love with the lord so graduated college when i was 20 21 fell in love with you 22 got married 23 became a mom and Wait, did it happen that quick? Well, actually, 24. We started the process. Right. We started the doctor process when I was 23. When 24 when we became a mom, when we right? December, okay. we put in our arms. Um, 
and then you know there's so much in between sure so i would say that most pivotal three uh i wouldn't say moments but experiences mm-hmm. of my 20s mm-hmm. that really changed the trajectory of my life is a marrying you obviously yeah. um which taught me so much about like marriage in itself i think on the first tail end of my 20s, I thought marriage was like, God designed this person for me. Wow. And I found him. Yay. Like I beat the odds of like the crazy monopoly of life. And I somehow found him. Here he is. And then I learned really quickly that like marriage is literally a choice. And it's like, are you going to choose that person? Right. Um, in the, gosh, in all of the hardships that come with relationships and mm-hmm. marriage specifically, it's like, are you going to choose this person? Right. The reality is you could have chosen someone else and I could have chosen someone else. It's right. a choice. Right. And it's crazy to me that in that choice, God's like, I'm going to be with you and I want you to keep choosing. Like, there's just so much with that. But um, then the next experience, I would say becoming a mom. Um, it Becoming, uh, obviously, Birdie and Asa changed everything. It was like down to my cellular makeup. All of a sudden, there was this tenderness that's exposed. That's like, I didn't know that was there. Oh, absolutely. Um, and also equal fierceness of protection. We're like, ooh, this has never been here before either. This mm-hmm. is a weird, like, ooh, mm-hmm. I feel so protective. Mm-hmm. And then, um, AKA mama bear, right? Mama bear. Yeah. yeah it's so real. real. Thing, it's right? so real. In in that <clears throat> same experience, I'll add obviously poet and Harlow, the aching and the aching and the aching of, um, to carry, to carry yeah. and knowing it was this deep desire just being like, gosh, I know God can do it. And I know my body is capable. So I'll, I'll classify that in the same experience as number two. And the third one would be, we experienced so much hardship, um, with, just in my 20s, there was so much death and loss and grief and um, diagnoses that people mostly don't experience in their whole life. You know, like there was obviously we had ectopic pregnancy. There was, you know, six years of diagnosis saying that my body wasn't couldn't carry. There was, um, gosh, you know, uh, diagnosis of ASA, uh, a terminal diagnosis of Duchenne. Like there were, I felt like every like year of our twenties was like, Oh, now you're going to get faced with this. And it, it was this it was defining. Like, yeah. It was grief. like every like one and a half years, every like about 18 like, months. I'd say, yeah. yeah like this something significant, huge. Yes. Like, and it was like, oh our, gosh, yeah. you know, like, um, and just really learning how to have yeah, a broken heart and how to give that broken heart to God and let him work with it and let yeah. him kind of draw on it and be a canvas. Yeah. And, um, you know, the first, you know, gosh, I guess from 21 to 26, when we were working with Wipe Every Tear and just being exposed to such heartbreak of, you know, these girls being trafficked in this, oh. like, it was like my, my threshold of of pain. pain and and my capacity to hear broken stories yeah. um if it didn't build it actually it lessened because all of a sudden when you hear sad stories you just they can become normal well they can, no i'm saying is the opposite each story oh. it broke me a little bit more usually you well, kind of build broke you less well that's what i'm trying i guess i'm not using the right words but usually you kind of grow in your capacity to take on pain when you're uh-huh. in this realm of like you know, specifically anti trafficking or right, orphans right, right. or all this, you hear the stories and you're like, and they start to sting less. But for me, each story I heard stung more. Mm. And then each thing that happened to me, it, it 
hurt more. Like it, it, we're mm. usually you kind of grow in your ability of to take things on. For me, it broke me more, mm. but in a way that I needed to be broken more. It was like this picture just kept getting yeah. hammered on this glass mirror. It was just like, and then I feel like I'm going into my 30s with this completely ruptured <clears throat> piece of art. Mm. Where before I was kind of like, oh, there's a flaw there, and there's like a little right. dent there, and it was like I felt like my 20s broke me. Mm. But in that same thing, it has like it's just so crazy like how it's a part like, of the story of how yeah. God is like she has. Uh, I'm with her. I guess I'm the building Emmanuel. ground for God. Like it's he, the he building ground. Like it's the breeding ground. It's the yes. Everything and he's so like, that... and with this, I want you to use your mouth right. as a piece of my heart, and I want you to see that people can walk through literal death and still know me, and still that's love really me, and still trust me, and um, and that's what I feel really called to in this next couple months is like just being like, okay, God, you're gonna you're keep you're writing the story, and you're gonna use my life as um, I guess as a mouthpiece to yeah. be able to put words to pain, but also Jesus and right. being like, okay, God, you are going to teach people how to walk through really, really hard things, Would which you... he always has, but right. I feel God using me to, to be a mouthpiece for that. Right. Well, and also like you are on the other side of a lot of what I you hope just, so. I really hope so. <laughs> well, like maybe not fully. But yeah, right? right. But a lot of what you right. just said, yeah. like you are on the other side of it, or at least, you know, maybe not on the other side, but yeah. at least walking towards the other side at this point, mm-hmm. um, where some of the things aren't as heavy as they were in the present moment. Yeah. And you have a little bit of, you know, space from it. Mm-hmm. And so would you say that, um, you know, your twenties, was basically you living out the message that you want to share in your 30s. Yeah, 100%. Would you say that's like a fair characterization? Yeah, that's a much better way to word it. Well, no. no. I I mean, what you said was like you you just explained all the details of what that looked like, what it felt like, which was, you know, what I needed to hear to even realize like, okay, that's a really – that's what you said. Yeah. I didn't say it. You said it. It's a really good way of like summarizing it though, right? That like. And I think another thing that was marking for my 20s was really going after trauma. Um, I think, and just for my own personal journey, like just, yeah. I'm I'm now exiting my 20s with a lot less family than I started my 20s with, yeah. um, out of just health and out of boundaries and out of, you know, I think because the early part of my 20s was defined by this zealous faith, I just really taking Jesus on for myself and mm-hmm. my own like experience and being like, Oh my gosh, this God actually is real. It's not who I was raised to know, but I'm knowing him for myself. And because of that, I would put the bandaid of, I know Jesus. And so I have to experience this, a set amount of emotional abuse from these people that I are supposed to be my family. Mm-hmm. Um, in the name of Jesus, because who, if I don't tell them Jesus, who will? And there's this weird amount of pressure to be Jesus to everyone. Yeah. And then in the mat- maturation of my 20s, understanding, you know what? I don't have to expose myself to X amount of emotional abuse just because they're my family. I can right. create these boundaries. I can create these, um, like, th- this is not healthy. This is not kind. And so there's a way to be able to remove myself from said amount of people right. because they are very, very dark and there's of course attention of understanding when you're called to certain people and understand okay what does this look like right. but i'm i'm ending my 20s with a lot less people that i thought were my family mm. and it's really freeing it's really obviously it hurts and it right. comes with a lot of also needing to process with counseling and and um just talking with the lord about like ooh, like you know 
what is this? What, what, what was the last 30 years of my life with these people? And like, why, what do I do with this exposed, um, like what I've seen of these people, what do I do with this Lord and how yeah. do I pray into this? How do I pray for these people? How do I, um, navigate broken relationships and broken family as a grown woman? Yeah. You know, yeah, it's crazy. That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people can relate to that because a lot of people are like, yeah, wow, my totally. family is twisted, yo. And it's, it is, it's like, what do you do with right. a twisted family? Right. You pivot, you understand, okay, now what am I going to expose my family to, my kids to? Ooh, right. Okay, what do I do with this? It's just a lot of needing deep, deep counseling um, and deep, just like, yeah. Just, I don't know, accountability yeah, yeah, absolutely. and like, yeah. being able to, like you said, create those Confront. like healthy yeah. boundaries. Yeah. And, for not sure. be, you know, submissive, you know, to things that are going to be damaging to you or your family, right? right? Like not yeah. exposing people yeah. unnecessarily, yeah. you know, because yeah. there's a way to like love people without unnecessarily exposing yourself to and like harm them try and, and damage. And, and, yeah, yeah, all so of that. So, um, yeah. Well, here's what's interesting. Okay. You just turned 30. Yeah. You help spearhead in international ministry. Right. Mm -hmm. You led multiple trips with that ministry. Mm -hmm. You then partnered with somebody to help build a another um, ministry ministry and meeting place, I would say, for young women. Yeah. I'm getting there. Okay. You know, you're just like (laughs) totally taking my thunder right now. I'm trying to hype you up and you're hyping yourself up. You know, I'm trying to hype you up. Yeah. (laughs) What was that? So you you wrote a devotional. Yeah. Right. Um, you went across the ocean, you adopted two beautiful children, mm-hmm. um, and in the process helped facilitate, um, you know, multiple adoption processes over there. Yeah. Um, you then, uh, started a, well, uh, let's rewind a little bit. You have, um, successfully created a pretty thriving social following, mm-hmm. like, which I would say is like a, a cool digital community of like women For sure. that yeah, are so empowering cool. one another. I mean, yeah. I see all these stories every day. Mm-hmm. It's really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, you have um, become a real estate agent and you thrived yeah. um, in your first year, mm-hmm. um, year and a half, mm-hmm. uh, crushed it. You also birthed twins. So yeah. like these are these aren't everything, but yeah. these are some things that you significant moments uh, yeah. accomplished in your twenties, and I just wanted to honor you Thank and you. just say, hey, you're crushing it. Thank you. I love <laughs> your ambition and passion and your obedience to God. Thank you. Um, you know, watching you really set out and having like a vision from the Lord and mm-hmm. feeling like the Lord is saying, hey, I want you to head in this direction. And then just going and doing it. Mm-hmm. Those are all good examples of things mm-hmm. that are like pretty lofty mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And you just went after them. Yeah. And uh, the Lord's hand has really been on it. So how do you feel? How do you feel as I'm describing like yeah. all these different things? Like what, what are yeah. some you like know, finishing so thoughts? It's so funny. Finishing thoughts. Yeah. Um, when It's so interesting how we view like when you know what you're quote called to and, and quote capable of, right. um, I struggle. That's kind of my issue. My biggest, um, kryptonite is my battlefield in my mind. Right. Yeah. Like I am so instantly pessimistic. You know that I'm mm-hmm. so naturally inclined to be negative and just see, um, 
like count, oh man, you missed the mark on this, you missed the mark on this. And so, um, you know, a couple weeks ago, as I was kind of just like reflecting on my 20s and just thinking it was hard because my natural inclination is you didn't get a fraction done that you, mm. quote, could have. Right. Um, I guess that's my Enneagram 3 showing too, is like you could have done more. Right. You should have done more. Um, why so, didn't you? Why do didn't more? you do more? Also, like the guilt. I've always struggled right. with guilt. Like uh, you and I watching a show at night and just kind of unwinding. I, for some reason, my twenties. It's been a battle for me to understand the importance of rest and actually apply it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like I have this guilt of like, oh, you should be writing right now. You shouldn't be unwinding and watching a show. Like, come on, this is a time where all your kids are sleeping. This is when Anne writes. You should write when Anne writes. You know, that's kind of my like, oh. Yeah, yeah. And so. Um, when you say all those things, it's like, uh, it's so weird because my natural, my, all I'm hearing is that's like not enough. So, um, what I want to go into my thirties with is understanding when the sun rises and the sun sets, what you get done in those hours is fine. Like, and that's okay. And that's enough. You know, like you see that mug that's like Beyonce has the same amount of hours in your day as you do. And it's like, um, yeah, but that doesn't mean I don't want this hustle a yeah. heart you know like mm-hmm. there's just such an invitation to do that and that's also my natural one of like get on the treadmill and go for it right and so i would say as i go into my 30s i really want the forefront of these years to be defined by rest by uh, contentment and stewarding my time and honoring my understanding hey you're called to this and so there is a there is a need to you know, uh, budget your time accordingly so then you can get these things done. But also, really, I'm so done guilt tripping myself with what I could have had done by now and just, or what I should have. I'm totally yeah. done with that. So I really want my 30s to be my ministry and my presence to be like my presence is what I'm allocating to my family mm-hmm. and to my calling. I'm totally, I feel like I'm expired on like, you know, self-sabotaging and empty relationships and like just, yeah. So I feel really, really excited to press into the things that matter in this decade and watch God, um, just like kind of fall on that (laughs) and like help, help me navigate all that comes with that, you know? I like it. Yeah. So, and I hope in my thirties that we, um, just like, it's crazy to think the next time I'll be, a number with a zero at the end is 40 and it's crazy to think that potent Harlow will be 10 brady will be 17 probably in college <laughs> starting her freshman year of college like she might have gone to college before that yeah but. for sure she's a genius <laughs> but it's just crazy to think wow what is god when you there's something about a fresh decade right yeah, and you're like sure. dang like what is life gonna look like in 10 more years yeah. and just every day it just moves forward the needle just moves a little For bit sure. more and so it's i just want to steward this time with like intentionality and honor and yeah and and hope and all the things well thank you for sharing thank <laughs> you for being 30 and guys if you really want to know what the 30s are like keep following our podcast until eb turns 40 <laughs> You got 10 years. You got 10 years. And we'll give you the next recap of her life. I'm sure it's going to be thrilling. It's going to be the best season yet, if we're thinking in terms of Netflix, right? (laughs) The 30s into the 40s is going to be the best season yet. So thank you for sharing, Thanks. Um, And thank you all for listening to this special interview with one of the most amazing people on the planet. (laughs) 